0: Ready for this. Hello, world, my adulties, besties, if you know, you know, and welcome to my new and improved show called I wasn't ready for this hosted by yours truly Raquel Alfaro. I mean, who else would you be expecting? Obviously, before I begin to ramble away, you're probably wondering why I went ahead and decided to rebrand the show. And to tell you the truth, I just felt as though the term adulting was getting overused. And it's just trendy now and it didn't fit my overall brand anymore. Especially with me turning 25 this year, I wanted my content to fit the changes and experiences I was going through in life, Without keeping me in a bubble, that makes sense. I felt like a year ago, I started this journey and I was just going through so much at once and it just sounded like I was just negative or complaining a lot and not really sharing like actual advice or if I did, it was kind of like toxic in a way and I just felt like it just didn't match who I am today or any of the growth that I've made and I'm just not that person anymore, you know? I've grown up a lot, went through some ups and downs and of course, the roller coaster of my mental health which I still struggle with, but it's not as bad as before. I feel like I'm in a more secure place in my life where I can manage it better, and especially with the help of medication. So I've just felt like I wanted there to be a change that fit my overall aesthetic. And let's face it, not all of us are ready for changes in life. I do want to go ahead and point out that I'm still the same coffeeholic, cat mama, chaotic twenty four-year-old material girl, but just with a little more growth and a little more pizzazz. Therefore, I'd like to formally welcome my adulties to I wasn't ready for this, a place where mistakes are welcomed and growth is praised. I actually really like how that sounded. With all that being said, I'll give you all a second to process the changes that are happening and get ready because I won't be holding back. All right. First off, let's kick off this episode with a little life update. Of course. I mean, I'm sure you guys are curious to what I've been up to. As of now, I no longer work for that miserable job that had me drained and really just worsened my depression. I don't know if I told you guys this, but at one point I did hire someone off of Fiverr to do my job for me or you know help me with my job because I was just not motivated didn't want to do it and yeah I probably shouldn't have hired someone to do my job or at least help me do it but your girl was struggling however I fortunately was offered a new opportunity that aligns with what I want to do with my career in the future and honestly it makes me feel like a less shitty version of Perez Hilton but I won't speak on that I'm basically a social media strategist now for a company and I help them do posts for Jersey Shore, American Idol, Celebrity Big Brother and bravo liberties like the real housewives and stuff so it's a little more upbeat and intense but i'm really enjoying it for now it is a contract position so it's basically i do the job as long as they want me to do it and i just don't know what I'm gonna do after that. Hopefully they renew my contract. Anyways, I won't talk about that, but anyways, I'll get into that another time when I go into like freelancing gigs and just getting contract positions. I have a whole episode planned out for that. I am, however, saving to buy a house which if you know me, I've been wanting to get a house for a while now. I'm just ready to have my own space, especially with having a kitty. I want to get another kitty to give Dee Dee, you know, a playmate and someone to hang out with when I'm not around. And so before I move in with my boyfriend, for me, I just feel like it'd be healthier to live alone for a bit rather than jumping into something in that I'm not even really prepared for or he's not prepared for and I know people are probably wondering well if you guys have been together like three years weren't you living together yet and it's like we're not ready for that and I know some people want to rush into stuff like that which is fine but for me I try to not feel pressured or rushed because it just makes my anxiety worse so I gotta put me first and you know obviously prioritizing the relationship but also prioritizing my own needs. Oh, may I add I've also upped my social media content game. So if you don't already follow my TikTok and Instagram at Raquel Alfaro, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L A-L-F S -S 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 N Frank A-R-O and the I wasn't ready for this pod on Instagram. And on TikTok it is I wasn't ready for this pod. I think on Instagram it's I wasn't ready for this podcast instead of pod anyways, look me up, follow me, like my content, and we'll go from there. I also recently took a mini vacation to Nashville, which was amazing yet calm at the same time. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was a lot calmer than I expected it to be. The nightlife was fun, though, and lots of live bands. So if you're looking for a place to go with the guys or the girls, Nashville is definitely a place to go to. Besides all this, I really just took in all the changes that were happening. And obviously, it sounds like I've been keeping busy doing a lot, which I have been. And I've also been trying to manage my mental health and just get back into a routine again. So I was in a position where I had to decide what I wanted to do with my podcast next if I wanted to continue doing my podcast because of it being so hard to balance with work. So yes, I decided to just rebrand, follow my heart, keep doing what I love, and I'm back, baby. And so glad that you guys are coming along for the ride with me. All right. that was exhausting I feel like I had to catch you guys up in like a whole freaking month's worth but enough about me I probably sound like a complete narcissist but I digress I want to obviously check in on you guys and hopefully everything has been going well with that being said let's get into a new segment I like to call Things I wasn't ready for because let's face it, there's some basic stuff out there that I should know, you should know, or stuff in the media that's shocking and can just leave you. This is just a little segment for us to chit chat and, you know, get to know each other. Maybe you can learn something from something I've just learned or, you know, we can gather our thoughts on what we think on shows and pop culture and stuff like that. So I thought this could be fun. First up, Euphoria one actual hell is wrong with Cassie like she reminds me of that boy crazy friend we've all had at one point that would do anything and everything for attention even if it means screwing her best friend over like I'm mind blown especially with the seventh episode of it I was you know Lexi put everyone on blast and I love that and I don't want to give away too many spoilers because I I don't know if anyone has seen the show, but I highly recommend you watch it. It's crazy. I just had to talk about Cassie because I hate girls like that. All right, let's move on. You know, I couldn't leave this one out. Yep, I'm talking about Kanye. If he's allowed to free his crazy to the public, why can't I? Like, why would I be looked down on if I freed my crazy? But like, some people look up to this guy and he is just, losing it in all seriousness i do know he struggles with mental health so that's why sometimes i feel bad for him when he goes through like these manic episodes, because I can only imagine what that family is going through, whether I like them or not. I just hope he'll settle down. But it was just crazy to me that during the Super Bowl, he was putting Pete Davidson on blast and posting all these memes and photos. And it's like, dude, sit down, enjoy the time with your kids instead of like going on social media on your little rants. And then he deleted it all. And then I saw recently that he fired a bunch of people that worked for him and he fired them by posting it on Instagram. Like, I'm sorry, whoever manages Kanye West's phone or social media accounts needs to take that away and they need to take him somewhere so he can get better and, you know, realize that what he's doing is not only harming himself, but his family at that point. And by family, I mean the Kardashians. Like, what the heck? Lastly, on things I wasn't ready for is I wasn't ready to admit to myself and when I say admit to myself I came to the realization that I have the vocabulary of a middle school girl obsessed with TikTok and it's starting to show up in my work like it had me thinking am I just not smart am I not good enough but no I have great work ethic it's just I need to expand my knowledge And really take in words and their meanings and stuff because I can't keep saying light, and you know, I just it's so hard. Because when I go from texting people like whatever and then going from texting to just typing regularly because I'm a writer and doing social media and stuff, it's so difficult to be aware of what I'm doing and how I'm speaking. So I'm trying to become a little more proper and really expand on the Words that I should know and their meanings. I think I'm going to start having a word of the day at my house or something because that's how bad it is. In reality, I just think I need to fix my freaking grammar because I did not pass the vibe check at work. And, you know, if I'm using Grammarly, that's great and all, but I'd rather just know words already. You know, it's good to know words. And I think it's important for people in general to not limit themselves to what they know and just continue learning because you never stop growing as a person and you know learning words or learning about cultures or learning things in general will help you so much in the long run and I didn't realize that until I you know my boss told me hey girl you gotta work on your grammar and it's like I probably sound so dumb even right now saying this because it's probably just common sense that you should continue learning instead of being so close-minded but I'm just a close-minded person and I can't help it. All right I think on that note it's time to move on and to today's freaking episode. You know, what? you guys are probably wondering, what's the topic? What are we gonna talk about? Like, this is her first day back on a new show. Well, I was thinking because of stuff that I've had to learn and all the changes that have been happening, especially with getting a new job, even though it's remote, I think it's super important in general for anyone starting a new job, whether it's remote or not, to understand how to have proper work etiquette and also how to deal with nasty work anxiety, especially if you're starting a new job and you're nervous, and sometimes that nervousness can turn into anxiety. So first and foremost, let's go over work etiquette. Whether you work in an office or not, keep any personal life events to yourself unless you're asked. Don't just go in there blabbering off about why you love going out to the bars on Friday nights or a terrible breakup you're going through with Brad. Sorry, but go cry in the bathroom, get yourself together and get your work done because you're being paid to do your job and to behave professionally that you should not be, you know, going in like talking about stuff going on in your personal life and being super emotional because bosses look at that, especially... Like if you're in an office and if they see that you're behaving this way or talking about things that don't involve work and in work environment, that can cost you your job and also even cost you getting any sort of promotion. And so if you're not going to take your job seriously, once you step foot in the office, then honestly, you can kiss your job goodbye because that doesn't fly in the real world. I'm sorry, but it doesn't like I understand some people have a friendship with their boss but even then like I would still hold back a little bit because even though you think that because you and your boss get along and they're super friendly or whatever that doesn't make you guys besties forever and it doesn't mean that you just trust them right away and just tell them like your whole life story or cry on their shoulder I mean no one wants to see boogers coming down your nose and you sobbing at work come on now okay so like I said just know what's appropriate and not appropriate to talk about at work or especially like because that's going to help you in the long run. And, you know, you're you a smart person. I think you should know by now what conversations are appropriate and not appropriate in the workplace. Or if you're working remote, don't just go on the chat and just start chatting away about what you did over the weekend, especially if no one asks, because to be honest, no one cares. So just keep that stuff to yourself unless you're asked. Okay. All right. Next, keep your opinions of your other co-workers to yourself and definitely keep your thoughts on your boss to yourself because it could come around and bite you in the butt, resulting in you losing your job. And if you need to write it down, write it down, especially if it's about your boss because I'm sorry even if you trust Susie Susie can go back and tell your boss that she overheard you talking shit about them and then your whole career is done and I just always say this or keep this in my own head yes it's nice to have work friends but don't go and trust in them fully and telling them oh I hate this about so-and-so and this is why they're a terrible boss because some companies even go through your emails or your chats especially if you're on their work computer and stuff and they can see that stuff and they don't have to give you a reason as to why you're getting fired but that could be the reason why so if you need to write it down in a journal keep your thoughts to yourself and don't go around spreading rumors about kathy in the office being you know a little home wrecker, even if she is because that will also get you in trouble and result in you losing your job and whatever she decides to do on her time off that's her time off. Worry about yourself and worry about getting your job done because that is your priority and that's what you're getting paid to do. All right. Now it's like, as I said earlier with work friends, it's so hard to trust them because, you know, you gotta look out for yourself at the end of the day. But if you're gonna gossip with your work friend, I would say keep that offline, like keep it off the work chats or anything like that. Maybe text instead. But also keep it outside of work hours because, you know, people aren't dumb. They can tell when you're talking about something that's not work related. And like I said, sometimes work chats are monitored. I think mine were at my own job. I'm not sure. So I would just text my coworker instead. But but I will say you should still be careful because I think work friends are kind of, I don't know, it could go either way because you can make a, work f- a friend at work and it could be the best friendship of your life. I know one of my best friends I met at work, but then there's other people that you work with that could be your friend just to benefit themselves and they'll throw you under the bus if it means it'll save their job. So I think it's like you should also know how to read when someone is you know befriending you at work and just you know you can tell when you are talking to someone what their intentions are and I just think it's very very important to be careful when it comes to stuff like that until you reach a certain level of comfortability with that friend at work and you've been friends for like months or years whatever then it's different and you're already blabbering off about how much you hate someone or your boss then it's kind of like if they go around and throw you under the bus what did you expect? You didn't really know that person. So I would say just, you know, tread lightly and it'll be okay. All right. Glad that I got that covered with the friendships and what you should be talking about in that work office because honestly, some of this stuff is common sense, but I know some people you may forget if you get too comfortable on a job, but never get too comfortable. Speaking of comfortability, stop with the overuse of emojis. I know you're probably comfortable using emojis with your friends with texting and stuff, but do not overuse emojis at work work or like I don't even have to explain why you shouldn't overuse emojis at work just don't do it don't even text your boss or email your boss a bunch of different emojis because it's just annoying no one wants to see that and it's it's work you know it's not like you're having a conversation with your friends so keep the emojis the overuse of them you know a smiley face here and there okay but don't go ahead and put in laughing face smiley face cheesy face no stop it Don't do that. You know, I'm just not going to get into that one because it's just common sense, at least to me. But I will say the most important thing when it comes to work etiquette and having it is asking questions. Don't ask the same questions over and over again because that gets annoying, especially if they've answered it. But ask questions that are going to help you grow and ultimately prevent you from, you know, failing at a task and stopping you from getting something done. Ask questions. Employers love when you ask questions or even when you're going through the hiring process if they say have any questions I don't care what it is ask a question because if you don't that just means that you're not as interested in the position as someone else would be or you're not invested in your job if you're not asking questions at work and it just shows that you're not really open to evolving with the company and stuff like that so that's gonna wrap things up with work etiquette let's jump into work anxiety and how to manage it. I actually didn't know prior to doing my own research but work anxiety can be an actual disorder or something someone may go through when they start a new job. I know personally for me when I got let go from my first job out of college I was going through work anxiety especially because I had been let go from the first job and getting fired is such a humiliating feeling and it just leaves a bad I don't know thought of jobs and companies in your head especially if you didn't do anything to deserve it but I just think in general I was fired then I was unemployed for a year so then when I got my next full-time job I was really anxious in keeping it and I already knew what it was like to be unemployed and I didn't want to be in that position again so yes I had anxiety build and I found some of these tips to help me so i wanted to share that with you guys on how to minimize it or even how to overcome having work anxiety first up is acknowledging that you wouldn't have gotten the opportunity if your employer didn't feel like you weren't good enough or capable of doing your responsibilities so you know start by practicing positive self-talk and telling yourself okay i'm qualified for this position i work really hard I have these skills, these are the skills that they need when it comes to Accomplishing projects, or this is, or my skills are going to benefit this company. And you got to look at yourself like you're that individual that's going to go into that company and you're going to show them what you're made of. And essentially, they're going to grow and be successful because of you. And it's not a narcissistic way of thinking, or it's not like you're full of yourself. But when you think in that mindset, you're going to go in more confident with your skills and confident in knowing that you're going to get the job done. And Be good at it because, you know, sometimes you do have to fake it until you make it. I'm not going to lie. Like if you're not good at something, maybe improve on it outside of work. I know I had to do that with my first job, but yes, confidence and taking a chance on yourself and believing in yourself will take you a long way, especially when you're in a company because that's how you're ultimately gonna move up in your career or get promoted or even you might come to a realization you're too good for the company and you shouldn't be in that same position as you thought you should be. So, you know, a lot comes from thinking confidently and believing in yourself and knowing what you can offer someone else. And that goes with anything, really. Next, it may be helpful to remind yourself that even if you lose your job or make a mistake that you're only human and when one door closes, another opportunity will open. Trust me on this one. I mean, you guys heard it here. I was really miserable at my last job. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. It didn't really spark an interest in me. And then when I decided to leave that job, another opportunity opened. I wasn't even sure if I was gonna get this opportunity. And, you know, this opportunity isn't even full-time time, but it's still a stepping stone in my career and what I want to do next. So it's super important to understand, like, you're only human, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay as long as you learn from it and don't keep making the same mistakes over and over again because, you know, employers don't like people who don't learn from their mistakes and they don't like having to repeat themselves, especially if you're going to cost the company from your mistakes. So yeah, just keeping that in mind. And if you do get fired, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, you can get unemployment or you can get another part-time job in the meantime I know I had to do that until you get back on your feet again but it's not the end of the world a lot of people go through that so you have to keep reminding yourself like okay it's not the best scenario to be in but it's also not the end of the world and I'm gonna learn from this and move on up and that's something I had to learn when I was unemployed was to not be so hard on myself because I thought everyone else around me is so successful and I'm still unemployed and I don't know what I'm doing next but it took me having the realization and the conversation with myself that everyone goes through this. I could use the time that I wasn't employed to really focus on myself and take some online classes on stuff that interested me or even pursue my podcast. I mean, I did my podcast when I was unemployed and look where I'm at now with it. So don't look at everything that happens to you that's negative as like, oh my gosh, I suck. This is the worst because honestly, sometimes when negative things happen, then the best things can happen to you eventually or like a better opportunity presents itself you know all right lastly before you start your day at work wake up earlier than you're supposed to for work maybe like 30 minutes or an hour earlier and have a morning routine that'll calm your nerves and will help you start your day on a positive note i personally do this and I, I, think I do it like thirty minutes before I'm supposed to work. Even though I'm not on a nine to five hourly schedule, I still wake up a little bit earlier. I go to the gym. I do my, I eat my breakfast. Then I do my skincare routine. And overall, it's good to have some sort of morning routine in general because it'll keep you structured and organized, and it'll have you starting your workday on a much more positive note instead of starting work rushed or you know half asleep because you didn't have time to drink your coffee or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. So it's important just to set aside time. It doesn't have to be like hours before work but just something to get you started and prepared to take on the day and conquer it all right well that was my thoughts on work etiquette and you know dealing with work anxiety i know how hard it can be i went through it i still kind of go through it sometimes especially if i get in trouble at work with a mistake i've made i'm like oh god i'm gonna lose my job but remember just keeping a positive mindset and just telling yourself that it's not the worst thing that could happen to you And it's, I'm not gonna say it's the best thing that can happen to you, but if it happens, it happens. And eventually you'll find an opportunity that's best for you and that's gonna make you happier. Well, okay, guys, that is gonna have to wrap up today's episode. Again, thank you so much for following me on this journey. remember to follow me on Instagram at Raquel Alfaro, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-A-L-F-A-R-O. I almost forgot how to spell my name. Oh god. And at I wasn't ready for this podcast. Again, leave a comment and subscribe to my show on Apple or Spotify. Again, leave a comment and subscribe It really does help me out. Seriously, it does. And don't forget to rate my podcast five stars. I'm kidding, but like go leave a rating. Okay, well, thanks again for listening. I will see you guys next week or I guess talk to you guys next week. Whatever it is, it'll be next week. Hope you enjoyed and bye-bye.